folks. Welcome to Stephen Runs Vegan, my podcast. I'm Stephen, your host. How are you all doing today? Well, hopefully. It's a bleak day here today. October, definitely kicking in. Autumn. I love autumn, and I love a rainy day. But we've had quite a few of them over the last few days, so it's a bit... It's enough, I think. I was out for an early morning bouldering session with some friends. The local boulder hall now opens um, for pre-work sessions, I guess, so from 7am, which was great because uh, it's right beside me here and I, I can. it's a two-minute walk, so waking up early, there's no commute. And it's just so quiet. The, the COVID cases are pretty sky-high again here in the Netherlands, especially in North Holland in this area where I live. And as much as I love bouldering, when we go in the evening, peak time, they have limited, they've changed their rules, or they've had to change their rules and limited the amount of people in the gym. But I think it's about 30. And still, you know, in an indoor place with 30 people, some of them don't respect distancing as much as others. So it was great to be in there bright and early. There were about five people in the whole hall. It was cool. Um, Did they give you a free coffee as well? That was nice. Needed to. But on my way there and back, it was just raining the entire time. It, the, the Boulder Hall is in an old uh, factory. It's called the Fabrique, the Dutch word for factory. But it's got this old, like, um, you know, that diagonal triangle Toblerone-shaped factory roof. And the, to hear the rain bouncing off that while the um, while I was bouldering, that was pretty cool. But yeah, it it just set the tone for the day. There, it's, it's windy, it's grey, it's raining... But hey, um, it's a nice vibe. I've been cooped up inside listening to some nice acoustic music and stuff. As a result, drinking tea. It's soaking up those autumn vibes uh, gladly. So this episode is just going to be a bit of a stream of consciousness, I suppose. I did Some, some weeks there's a clear topic in mind. Oh, I have to talk about uh, my trip to New Orleans or my first marathon or whatever. Any of the things I've I've talked about. Today I didn't have, or over the last few days I've been trying to think of what will I do, and I didn't have one clear, I think the world needs to hear me talk about this. I didn't have an obvious topic in mind. So I just thought I would hit record and chat about a few things that have been piquing my interest, going on with me, and uh, yeah, hopefully (laughs) there's something in there worth listening to for you. First thing, my friends will know about it already. Anyone who follows my personal Instagram will have seen the Taylor Swift um, <laughs> craze I'm going through at the moment. I, those who, I'm sure you know who Taylor Swift is, American singer, um, one of the most famous in the world. I think she's broken Spotify records and all this kind of thing. She released a new album this year called Folklore, which was a surprise album. It dropped, like as in the cool thing that artists are want to do these days, like Beyonce and U2. And I didn't really pay much attention to any other big albums that just dropped. Never spoke to me. And Taylor Swift, I, I liked her songs, you know, uh, over the years. You'd hear them on the radio, Bad Blood, Shake It Off, Love Story, and good pop songs, all the old country stuff was cute. And But I, I just never thought much about her. My ex was a big fan, so she would tell me about her and her obsession with cats, uh, all these different things. When uh, Reputation came out, which was her like angry revenge album, my ex was into that, so I heard a few songs from that. But And it was cool, but it just never stuck. This one, though, I saw that it was called Folklore, 
and I saw the album cover on social media somewhere, I think, and it was her barefoot in the in the forest, nice, you know, uh, folk uh, country vibes to that, which which intrigued me. And I saw that she had done a collaboration with Bonnie Vere, the uh, indie singer, and Bonnie Vere is one of my favorite uh, singers. He he's he's brilliant. So when I saw it, I thought, oh, I have to listen to this song with Bonnie Iver called Exile. And I did, and really liked it. His voice is so deep. And I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body. And it's just a really nice song. It's got this back-and-forth conversational vibes between the two protagonists, the guy and the girl. They've broken up, and they're talking to each other. It's... Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that song, and as a result, I just started listening to the rest of the album, because it's more folksy. It's not quite a pop record or anything that Taylor Swift had done before. A lot of piano, a lot of guitars, cottage core. I've heard it called, which is a, a genre I'd never heard of before. Very lush, kind of dreamy in some cases, very slow, and quite sad. There is clearly some heavy topics dealt with in it and uh, yeah it, it the summer's over it was written during during quarantine during lockdown it was her covid record so clearly there's some some things i can relate to with regards to that and i i like sad songs i like slow music that doesn't mean depressing it doesn't mean bad for me it doesn't all have to be fast happy pop stuff there's room for everything and that that sort of sound really speaks to me so i'm, I'm glad if she went that way so um, I was listening to the album uh, uh, on and off, and then I started to hear these threads, these like themes pop up in the song, and I realized it's a concept album. There, there's a um, what do you call it? A love trio, a love triangle, sort of a forbidden affair thing between these like high school kids or teenagers, adult, uh, teenage early twenties. Um, the song's cardigan. August and Betty are all from three different perspectives of this love triangle, which was really fascinating to discover. I love when you listen to an album over and over enough to start to hear the themes and to start to make connections that aren't obvious on the surface. And the more you listen, the more you get rewarded. I'm I'm a sucker for, for a concept album like that. So to hear this was pretty cool. There's a few like Roaring Twenties Gatsby references and saying goodbye to her twenties, which... Yeah, Taylor Swift and I are basically the same age. I think she's a year older than me. Yeah, the album 1989. I, I was born in 1990. So saying goodbye to her 20s and referencing the, the great Gatsby roaring 20s motifs speaks to me as well. I, I had a Gatsby roaring 20s style birthday during lockdown for my 30th. So that that was cool. But then I am... Um, I just I started getting into Taylor Swift. I listened to some of her other stuff, Reputation, which, as I said, was her angry like revenge album against a lot of different people for different reasons. I'm still not entirely sure, but Kanye West and some label people, Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry, maybe. That's the thing with Taylor Swift. Her fans are called Swifties, and boy, do they seem to be one of the most active, enthusiastic, imaginative imaginative conspiracy people like there's so many easter eggs hidden in her songs that she leaves for her fans and then the fans carry that a million miles further there's 
theories that she's actually queer in some way and that she hides these references in her songs subtly. But yeah, that that's all fun to, to just de- delve into those little conspiracy theories and Easter eggs. I, I always enjoy that. And she released a documentary last year on Netflix called Miss Americana, which I watched and yeah, found really enjoyable. It's it's quite personal. It goes into her writing style, into her fears and her anxieties and talking about some of the, the trauma she's had over the years, but through a pretty positive lens and it shows her um, writing and creating the album Lover, which was her previous album, 2019, I think, which is definitely much more happy, colorful, lovely, romantic album. Um, so it's it's nice to see her going through all the the grime to come out the other side a better, happier, seemingly a seemingly better, happier, more loving person. So yeah, I suppose last year I was listening to Blink One Eight Two a lot. I tend to have these phases with music where I go through if I get into a band or a genre or an album or something, I get in like I dive deep. I I listen to a lot of different music. Um, my Spotify is quite varied I like to think and then I, I pride myself in not you know shoehorning shoehorning shoeboxing <laughs> the, I, I like that I can listen to country and R&B and jazz and heavy metal and pop music and everything in between I, I don't want to have limits in that way good music is good music in my opinion but some just go deeper than others and they get played to death and Last year that was Blink-182, but specifically new Blink-182, as in the, the records they've done in the last 10 years, which are not as famous as their their stuff when they were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, rock show, all the small things, what's my age again, that kind of era. The last two albums I found really good and played them to death. And this summer, this year, it seemed to be Taylor Swift has taken over the reins from Blink-182, so that was unexpected, but yeah. Uh, I, I definitely recommend giving Folklore a listen. Clearly, I really enjoyed it. It is slow. There's a lot of piano. It's it's quite um, moody, I would say. There's a couple of pop songs and a couple of sing-alongs in there. And I, I just, it's a really good album. So especially on a day like today, when it's dark and rainy, maybe you're doing some work, you're you're doing some household chores or writing, reading, whatever. It's It's not intrusive. It's not aggressive. So you can just put it on drift away, pay as much attention to it as you like because in the lyrics there's so much detail and so many references. But it just as background music, it's quite cosy, quite nice and soft. So yeah, give it a listen. Another big interest of mine these days is bouldering, climbing, bouldering. As I said, I was there this morning. Uh, I've been bouldering twice this week and it's it's my, my biggest new, certainly physical fitness active passion my my uh running is always there never it's a constant i I love running i'm very grateful for what running has given me in life and the experiences i've had but it's taken a bit of a backseat now i am still running but not nearly as regularly and with there's no races at the moment so i'm not training for anything and it's just i'm running when i want to and that seems to be once a week maybe twice a week these days and that's fine i'm i'm okay with that you need to or certainly in my the way my brain works, I need to take a step back from something when, I, when I'm when i not feeling it completely. 
recharge the batteries and then it'll come back around again and I'll hit the ground running. Quite literally in this case. But in the meantime, bouldering seems to have taken up a lot of that passion that I once had for running. All my friends do it, so it's a really nice social thing where we all regularly go as a group, as many of us that can go together. And that's really nice. And yeah, it, it's just a really cool activity. It It's very friendly when you're in the bouldering hall. Everyone there is really chill and it's a bit hipster, but it's getting certainly more busy, you can tell. Even since I've started, which is only about a year ago now, the it's it's getting busier and busier every time you're there but it's you will see like band t-shirts and people with weird hair and tattoos and the the music they play in the background is often quite uh offbeat or interesting or really enjoyable in that case so it's got a very friendly very chill very positive vibes people are always trying to help each other on the wall if you're struggling with a move you don't know where you have to go someone will quite often just come up behind you and say oh try Try this move instead. I can be a little bit um, reluctant to accept all of this help because genuinely, in most cases, I would say almost always, it's friendly and encouraging and supportive and they're, they're, they have good intentions. Sometimes I, it's a bit mansplainy because it's, it's almost always men, which is another little drawback about there for every one woman in the in the climbing hall there are five men it's a bit more male focused but that as i said the numbers are increasing and that seems to be changing which is cool but the ones who certainly give their unwarranted opinion are men and my first instinct is Ugh, i don't didn't ask leave me alone now i feel like i'm being watched or judged but then that's my fault that's my prejudice that's my perspective influencing the reality quite in in almost every case they are just trying to help and they leave you to it and everybody's being friendly and helpful and it's it's a nice thing most of the time. Another thing I love to see in the boulder hall is kids there or like families. You'll see parents taking their kids and I mean they can be six years old or they can be 12 years old. There's a variety which is wonderful because the physical act of bouldering, the, the, the activity itself if you don't know, certainly I didn't before. I didn't. Bouldering is a weird name. What do you do? Are you like curling? Are you throwing boulders or something? That's genuinely how I saw it. Bouldering is just a name for like climbing on a wall. You see those climbing holes the, with all the, the rocks on them and you can, or the different shapes and you can climb to the top. That That's bouldering. The only difference with climbing is climbing is much higher. So you have harnesses and ropes. Whereas bouldering is not that high and it's all freestyle. So there's no equipment. You just you have your climbing shoes and you're on the wall. And that's the only difference. And climbing I've done a couple of times and I do enjoy that, but I I prefer bouldering. Uh, so that's that's what I do. But it's it's you use your body in such different ways. I remember the first time I went. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The the First time I went, all my friends were doing it already and they'd been encouraging me for a while, but I was a bit, ah, yeah, one day, maybe. I wasn't super enthusiastic about it. But then I went along eventually and boy, did I underestimate it. First of all, did I, I underestimated the fact that I would enjoy it as much as I did. I, It's one of those lovely activities that even when you're bad at it, it's still fun because there are some sports, some games where if you're bad, it's just not fun. Like play golf with three people who are good at golf and you. And if you're bad, then you're dragging everything down. I, I I can relate to that. I've done that. That's why I can uh, reference golf as an example. If you're bad at bouldering, or bad is the wrong word, if you're new to bouldering, 
That's fine because there's all sorts of levels. They have like beginner to expert. I'm only I'm bouldering for nearly a year and I'm only halfway through the difficulty level. I can only they rate them from numbers three to seven and beyond maybe. And when you turn up on your very first day, you do one of the three routes. They're all color coded and number coded. So if you do a number three route, yeah, you'll you'll be able to do it pretty much first time. And it's a very easy route for me now. It's it, it's just too simple for any benefit but at the time i got some i got reward out of it i i've i completed a bouldering route i went climbed to the top of the wall and that's pretty great you don't know how easy it is then because it's not easy for you your hands are not used to it your body is not used to it you're moving in different ways than you than you've moved before and uh yeah that's one of the one of the reasons i love to see kids there as i was saying is that it's such a full body exercise I'm kind of going all over the place with bouldering now. So talking about the kids being there, it's a full body exercise. So when you're like nine years old and you're you're growing, your body's developing, and suddenly you're stretching and moving and using muscles, functional, useful muscles for everyday life, using them in ways you've never used before, that can only be a great thing. And also just play. It's fun to be climbing walls, climbing with your friends. And if you fall off, well, you're on a padded surface. So there's certainly a an element of risk involved, an element of overcoming a little bit of fear and hesitation, which is what I always had with climbing, even as a kid. And now to know that there's a soft padded surface underneath, when I fall, it's it's, it's fine. You know, you, you hit the ground, but you, you it's padded, it's soft, you'll be, you'll be okay. So I think that is a great um, experience for kids to have growing up. And I, I wish I did, but yeah, bouldering was not quite a thing around um, Dublin, around Ballycullen when I was growing up. But I do love to see kids there. And again, it's such a friendly atmosphere. But going back to the first time that I went, uh, I really enjoyed it and I was so committed that I just dove in. I was doing all these beginner's routes, but I was trying all the time. My hands got so sore, blisters and you know, skin tearing because you're you really you're putting your hands through a lot of work. And as I said, I was moving muscles or using muscles in ways that I hadn't done before or hadn't done in a long time. So the next morning, wow, was I sore. I, my body was so stiff. <laughs> my muscles were just t- tensed up. And I, oh, I, it was a bit like when, the way you'd see people after running a marathon, you know, limping up and down the stairs, taking a while to get in and out of a chair. It was all that. Problem is, I had a first date the next day and it was quite early. It was like a lunchtime date. We were going for coffee. So I turned up to this thing limping and wincing and moving like like I was in my 70s or my 80s and struggling to get out of a chair with this girl I'd never met before and was trying to impress. Thankfully, she she saw the funny side. She was cool. The 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 romance didn't blossom, shall we say? Just didn't, we didn't click, but it, it it was certainly something to laugh about. Which is another great thing that motivates me now because I can see myself getting better. As I said, the the beginner's levels are numbered three and then four and three to seven seems to be the range. And I'm about a level five now, which is, yeah, smack bang in the middle. I feel like I've come a long way, which is great. But then I also see guys who are, or and girls, people in there who are just so much better than me. So I know I can do this for a long time further. I still have a lot to learn, a lot of technique stuff to get better at. I know my strengths and my weaknesses. It's just something I'm really enjoying and seeing the the progress as I go, which is further inspiration to continue. 
especially now that my, my body's adapted, that I don't have that pain when I wake up the next morning anymore. It's something I'm good at doing now. I have this muscle strength that, that, that I've gained from climbing. And it certainly helps that my hands are used to it now. The skin is getting calloused, getting rougher. I can certainly feel on my hands here now as I look at them or I notice the, 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 the rough skin patches that I didn't have before. My I'm not I haven't done any physical woodwork or gardening or outdoor labor. My I had very soft skin from being indoors and not using them in any physical way. And now they're starting to, to toughen up a bit. They're they're getting a bit leathery in all the important areas for climbing, which yeah, that's cool. It it helps me do give get a, do a longer bouldering session and then at the end I'm not bleeding or I'm not suffering the next day because there's the skin on my hands is torn. It's it's lovely. Uh, and it, it just encourages you means you can keep up with your friends and have a nice long boulder session. In the early days I would have some times when I'm fine, my 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 body is fresh, I'm enthusiastic, I want to keep climbing, but I I've just got sore hands and you yeah you need your hands more than almost more than anything for climbing and once your once your hands are done then you doesn't matter what the rest of your body is capable of you just your session is done which is a shame so now these days i seem to be over that and yeah bouldering come along i i've i've asked many of my friends to to join me invited i've had a couple of people doing their first bouldering sessions with me and it's really fun as i said you get to teach them some moves because I know a little bit more than I used to and they do the beginner's ones and they do them well and they feel accomplishment. And as I said, it's a very positive, friendly, communal atmosphere in a place in a like a boulder hole. So don't be afraid. Everybody's really on your side. It's a nice, fun, hassle, pressure-free, ego-free attitude, I tend to find. Atmosphere, sorry. So yeah, check, give bouldering a go. Check out Find Your Local Hall. Though maybe do check the COVID regulations. You you've of course got you've got to keep your distance. They make you de- disinfect your hands when you come in. They're doing much more cleaning now, so they're they're doing everything they can. And yeah, like with everything these days, just keep all that in mind. Yeah. Otherwise, um, Taylor Swift and bouldering. That that's been my day today. I, I I've gotten into the stage of listening to podcasts, fan casts about Taylor Swift. There's one called Swiftish, which I just discovered, which sounds cool. I want to listen to that. I've been watching. YouTube videos about conspiracy theories and and um yeah I can still feel the the effects of my my bouldering session this morning with a couple of friends. Otherwise, yeah, I'm back into uh, playing Stardew Valley, which is a game on the Nintendo Switch. I have a friend of mine Jessica who recommended it to me the first time I got my Switch. I asked my social media, like, "What games do I have to get?" And I got all the typical answers you'd expect. Fortnite, uh, Mario Kart, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing is now a big one. But wow, I'd never heard of Stardew Valley. And it's I think it was €12, Euro, $13, something like that. It's really nice. It's just this relaxed farming game. The music is nice. It's a retro vibe. You you grow your own farm. You make money. But it's it's got a community as well. So you interact with the people in the village and the town you live in. There's backstories, there's relationships, there's side quests, and it's you lose hours, days, weeks in Stardew Valley, and it's so rewarding and lovely. And so, um, yeah, I'm playing that again now because, like I said, quarantine, COVID time, the weather's getting bad. I have a lot of time indoors, 
and that relates to work as well, which is the last thing, I suppose, um, which is pretty non-existent. Uh, most of me, me, myself and most of my colleagues have like three, four, five flying days a month, which is, yeah, not a lot. Again, I know I'm very lucky. I have a safe job, all things considered, in aviation. Working for a secure airline based in Amsterdam, which is a valuable place for them to be. So I'm grateful for that. But I, there's just so much free time now. It, the, too much. And it's... When lockdown started in March, April, it was something new and almost fun. Yeah, the, re- the reason why it wasn't fun, of course, but it was a novelty. Like, oh, I have to stay at home. I, I, I can't leave the house unless it's necessary. What do I do? And people are reading, they're doing yoga, they're trying baking. And I, I was doing a lot of that, which was great. That was March. That was April. This is October, and I still have so much free time. It's... I'm, I don't have that desire, that novelty to try all these new things, self-betterment. I'm just passing the time somehow by the likes of watching Taylor Swift conspiracy videos on YouTube, playing Stardew Valley. And I'm trying to use my time in a healthy way. Trying being the key word, not always succeeding. But yeah, it's it's a pandemic. Surviving is enough. I try to tell myself and others that. If someone asks me, hey, how are you doing? I say, yeah, I'm alive. I'm surviving, which is enough at the moment. And if you can do any better than that, if you're getting fitter, if you're being happy and productive, all these things, fantastic. And there are days when I'm certainly productive and active and healthy. And I like that I'm doing the podcast every week. There's certainly some good things there. But there's a lot of just, yeah, nothing. A lot of... Yeah, there's just a lot of free time that I'm trying to occupy in one way or another. And it um, doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep bouldering. I'll keep listening to T-Swift. I'll keep making this podcast. And I think, yeah, I'll leave it there. As I said, this was just a stream of consciousness episode. A little update, a little behind the scenes as to what what's going on in my world at the moment. You'll You will see on my Instagram personal one and my podcast one Stephen Runs Vegan a lot of high points of course which is always a problem with social media you share the good stuff and this is the reality I'm I've, I'm, I'm behind on my doing washing the dishes um, you know, eating a bit too much junk food now that the weather is getting bad And it's... so don't think for a second my my days are all positive and healthy and fit and fun and full of like vegan nutrition and all these things that I like to talk about and share because that's where where I want to go. That's what I want to prioritize in my life. So that's what I focus on with you guys and in, in my own thoughts. But the reality is just like everyone else, there are days when I get rained on when I'm on my way back from work or there, there are days when I'm not in a great mood. And, but uh, you know, life, it, it happens to all of us. So just do the best you can in 2020 and I'll try to do the same. So let me know, get in touch if you'd like uh, to share an opinion about the podcast. You can find this yeah, wherever you're listening to it now. You've obviously found it, but there's probably a way to subscribe to the podcast, to share it, give us a review, five-star rating, if there's anything like that you can do. That would be awesome. Tell your friends, tell family members, tell anyone who, who you know. Scroll back through my feed history and see some titles that are, look interesting. If you think, hey, 
He talked about, uh, what, what did I talk about recently? He talked about travel as a vegan. If you've got some new vegan vegetarian person in your, in your world who likes to travel, fire the podcast their way and spread the love. That, that would be awesome. And until then, as I usually say, I'm going to love you and leave you. Take care of yourselves and each other. Thank you so much for listening. Email, Instagram, you know, do all the good stuff. Find me, find me everywhere you can. The links are all below in the description. Guys, have a good day. Thank you very much. Bye.